Dan. So, hello and welcome to Punk Goes Pod, the weekly podcast that only matters. And I've already blown it. That only <laughs> The weekly podcast, the only podcast that matters, the podcast that chronicles Fearless Records Punk Go series. I feel like we need to come up with like a... A really short, snappy way to to, to that. Yeah. I'll, I'll spend a few months and I'll write it out. Okay. Welcome back, Richard. Hey. <laughs> you listeners who have listened before, you know him, you love him. He is one half of musical duo L. He is a music journalist. He is a DJ. He is... A man of many talents. Mm, what have we missed? Have we... Uh, not, I want to say troll, but that's not really... <laughs> it has some bad associations. Yeah. I, I feel like troll magnet. Maybe. If you're a troll magnet. Yeah. People, Benevolent troll. People, yes, people yes. find you and, and, and don't really yeah. jive with you. I that, just, that has happened. Does this deserve the celebration sound? Having Richard on. Yes. All right. I'll, okay. play the, I'll play the celebration sound. Special. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, by the time you hear this, our debut single, If You're Not The One, will be out. Wow. I believe. Yes. But yeah, out November 8th, video out an unspecified amount of time after that. Amazing. Depending on if we've secured a premiere, which hopefully. But yep. yeah, yeah, no, it's all happening. And right now we've got like, what, two weeks till then? So still a lot of stuff to like check off the list. Yeah. A lot of pitching to do, a lot of... Uh, Hunting down of Spotify playlists. Amazing. To do, but yeah. So, how does it feel to actually have your project out in the world to this baby that you've been? Well, I'll be. I'll have to imagine forward. This is true, <laughs> but even just like the teasers that we've had so far. I'm right? sure you've thought about it in the past. What oh, it would be like? Definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's still like it's been such a long road because we've been yeah. at it for like about five years in mm-hmm. different configurations and stuff. But oh yeah, hopefully it will be very fulfilling. And we're back. We uh, small update. No, there were no furballs. He is a very healthy man. Aww. <laughs> this episode is not working so far. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Anyway, Al. So yeah. Yes. So it, how does it feel being coming from somewhere where you were creating the music, you were in the band. Yes cover band and now you are the creator yes we've self-actualized hopefully yeah and it um yeah it really it really does take a long time to do in a way that's like authentic to you you know yeah because in our case we have like two people but and like not you know a lot of egos to contend with yeah Yeah. um but in some ways that like makes it harder because you have to give like more of yourself yeah true but then results, like, I think very rewarding, so... Cool. Yeah, yeah justifies the means. Yeah. Life one can't wait to listen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We will circle back to it at the end of the episode as we give you an opportunity to plug your stuff. Cool. But in the meantime, we are so excited that L is finally just about, but by the time you hear this, everyone, it is finally a thing. Hmm. It is out 
Um, and yeah, we'll be sure to update our socials with details to listen to if you're not the one when it is ready. So. Very excited. Mm. Before we move on, we should probably say that this week's episode is talking about Katy Perry's last Friday night, parentheses, yes. TGIF, close yes. parentheses, yes. as covered by Woe Is Me. With a comma. Yeah, yes. whoa, is me. <laughs> that, oh, that comma. Because I, I didn't realise it at first, mm. and I was just like, of course there's a comma in there. Very emblematic of the time. Because on Spotify, it looks like there are two artists. It's like, yeah. whoa, and is me. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Hello, is me. Whoa, oh. is me. Oh, no. I was thinking of that today. Well and, done. And I had a little chuckle to myself. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's been some times, about a month. A month? Yeah. Six weeks. What's been happening with you? I I had a sad week. We had two Aww. losses in this household. First mm. off, we had to say goodbye to Kyle, the, the jack-o'-lantern. Well, you had Aww. to say goodbye to him. I was fond of him, but I didn't have the same. Yeah. I had he, to say... he had also started to leak all over the balcony. Took, so him, was... took him less than a week to die. <laughs> it was like it was like Tuesday. He was he was starting to sag a little bit, going a little bit black on the inside. Wednesday he was just gone. Yeah, he was just absolutely gone. So yeah, he was done. Uh, and our clothes horse. <laughs> oh, uh, thanks I remember to that. thanks to Boss who destroyed oh. our clothes horse. So. R.I.P. clothes. I also made a fool of myself. You'll appreciate this. Ooh. Uh, as I was walking home, oh, as I was walking to the train station uh, after work, and I was feeling all right. I was feeling like, you know, it wasn't a bad day, so I'm feeling good. And I see a guy wearing a Kenny Omega shirt, Ooh. and I threw him the too sweet. Yeah. And he saw it, and he did not reciprocate the too sweet. <laughs> What's a too of what? So a too sweet is too sweet. Too sweet. S W W E T. Yeah, you get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a it's a hand signal. It's the pinky and the pointer, mm-hmm. and then you have the two other fingers and the thumb, and then you hey. press them together, and it's too sweet. So you essentially just made like a. I did that. I did that to him. You made a llama shadow puppet at him, and he didn't do anything. He back. did nothing back. He saw it and Oof. did nothing back. Oh, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So was it's... he even a fan then? I I mean he probably was probably. He, he probably just didn't want to fucking too sweet a stranger. <laughs> was he related to like the woman in pink? Oh, Would have yeah. been. <laughs> Would have been because he was yeah, he was just stone like stone faced. Yeah. I was just like, oh and then my confidence was shattered. I saw a guy in a wolf pack and WO shirt today and I wanted to say nice shirt, but it was too shattered. So mm. and that's another wrestling thing. Okay. Yeah. But that's the wrestling Similar origins. Yeah. In fact. yeah. Similar Yeah, because yeah. it's 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 we'll just say similar origins. We won't bore you. We won't bore the <laughs> non wrestling fan listeners. But yes, look it up. You don't have to. I'm I'm not going to. No, don't I, was, I was going to chime in with a haven't you people ever. Um, so what's the best t shirt response you've ever had? Like a t shirt that you've worn and it's generated like an actual Richard. I'm thinking for you when you wore a Kanye West shirt to Taylor Swift. That was very funny. <laughs> like, in, um... I was like this fucking guy. <laughs> In 2013, yeah. I feel like people. I think enough people got the sincerity. Yeah, of it. the affection behind it. We were in like the the hardcore fan section. Oh god, yes. Yeah. So you were, there was no buying tickets, ironically. <laughs> yeah. But then that's just me speaking on your behalf. You might have a better t-shirt reaction, but have you ever had a t-shirt reaction? 
I think the best one I've had was my Carly Rae Jepsen cross with Black Flag shirt. Sick. So it's just the Black Flag bars with Carly Rae on it. And some guy, I can't, he just said something to the effect of, who decided that but nice shirt? And I was just like, yeah, cool. Mm. <laughs> I think I've had more people throw me the devil horns when they see my own Black Dahlia murder tattoo. Oh, True. sick. Yeah. 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 They're like, cool tattoo. And uh, yeah, and circling back to me to finish off my week, I bought a cattle decapitation ticket. Cool. Yeah, so that's next year. Yeah. Yeah. New album? No. Yeah. Yeah, they got a new single, I and then a new it. album is coming out soon. Yeah. Yeah. V- yeah. Vegan death metal. Vegan death metal. Vegan um, earth, earth conscious death metal. Yeah. It's about like, yeah, what if the earth decided to kill us and that sort of shit. Yeah. They're not, they're not pro cattle decapitation. No. They're entire. And that's the thing, like, whenever I mention the band Cattle Decapitation to people and their instant reaction is... And it's like, no, 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 they're vegans. They're, they're, they're anti-Cattle Decapitation. Yes. I mean... It's a protest name. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. But most metal bands don't have that kind of subtlety. No. This is true. No. Um, how have you been, Richard? Aside from... Pretty good. Cooking up musical goodness. Pretty good. I was going to say, um, one thing that resulted directly from the last podcast was yes. um, Sam donated me an Xbox <laughs> with Which no... you've dubbed, you've dubbed the cursed Xbox. Yeah, an Xbox with no disc inside. No. That I plugged in a few days later, just kind of going through the contents with some friends. I'm like, oh, okay, this has this like really weird like back end and all these emulators. It's been yeah. like hacked or whatever. <laughs> You know, we had that. <laughs> we had the uh, American Idol. Yeah, we had the American Idol GBA game on our Amazing. minds, and a friend of mine was just like, "Yeah, look through the GBA emulation on this Xbox. Yeah, see what you find." And lo and <laughs> behold, it was there. Incredible. So, because we spoke about it on the last on the last podcast you were on, what didn't we? No, we, I did. We speak about d- it on the episode, or did we speak I about it? I think we it? might have very briefly touched on just the yeah. hilarity. That yeah, no, we definitely did. You're, you're right. We did bring them up. Yeah. So we're going to play a clip of one of the songs. Yeah. yeah. Why not? You know. I think it's got to be waiting for tonight. That's just such a good play. <laughs> yeah. Waiting for tonight. So I'm glad I could have uh, cursed you with that. Thank you. It actually died quite briefly. It was like wheezing. Uh-huh. had like an orange ring. and going... <gasps> <gasps> like literally doing that in Xbox. But no, it's working again. So. Oh, cool. It must yeah. be a Microsoft thing. One of my colleagues at work, before our computers all got swapped over, she was on just the same as everyone else, like some bloody Microsoft God knows what. But... There would be days where she'd be working from home and her computer was still on standby and it sounded like someone was breathing really heavily next to me. So, like, mm. it'd just be silent. So you just hear, like, a... <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it was so upsetting. But now we're all on laptops and it's very efficient. Yeah. Excellent. This mm. is super boring to anyone else who's nah, not... this is good. This is good, this is good content. <laughs> it's fascinating. It's relatable. This is good content. Exactly. Yeah, that computer is a huge mood. Uh, vegan death metalers, you know, yeah. cursed Xboxes. There will be a Japanese girl coming through your television in oh, seven Lord. days. Yeah. yeah, highly possible. Yeah, maybe. Depend, like, judging by all the stuff that you watch. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Anyway. You're looking at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, the, the movies, man. Yeah, I was like, do I make another wrestling reference? It's like Riho, the the AEW Women's Champion, gonna... That'd be cool. TV? Yeah. She's like almost as big as the belt that she wears. That's true. Almost. Yeah. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> All good. It is a safe space. You're welcome to talk about <laughs> wrestling in here. I just won't understand any of it. I mean, Lord knows I talk to you about wrestling and you, you don't understand. You, you talk at me about yeah, wrestling. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. One, one day we'll find a way to actually like link it. There will be a direct link. Yes. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I found a very weird Katy Perry link that I'll mention later. Probably, Ooh. But, well, like, two minutes later, probably. <laughs> so. Stay tuned. Yeah. So, that is a very good transition, thank you, Richard, yes. to mm. discussing the original... So Katy Perry's, goodness, I nearly said Teenage Dream, uh, Last Friday Night, parentheses, TGIF, Back to 2010, Katy Perry's shit. Would this be her second album, Teenage Dream? Te- technically third, if yes. you count the Christian pop one. Oh in yeah, 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 yeah. Iconic. Which she I said that was in 2001. Yeah, I think she was 17. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. Back when she was Katy. Katy Hudson. Hudson, yeah. So yeah, 2010, Teenage Dream. Katy emerged from her one of the boys' days. Just completely decked out in dessert foods. <laughs> uh, what an iconic era. I loved it so much. Yeah. Like, oh. So, TGIF. I'm just going to say TGIF from here on in because it's too much to say. Last Friday night, parentheses, TGIF, mm-hmm. parentheses. So, it was written and produced by Dr. Luke and Max Martin. So, we've talked at length about Max Martin before. We've mentioned Dr. Luke, who is somewhat disgraced mm. these days. Still working. Yeah, Yeah. I just... Yeah. Actually, no, I'm going to go there. I do not understand how, like, he's still working, Chris Brown is still, like, recording, all these, like, complete trash humans are still a thing, but whatever. Yeah. Um, Dr. Luke, quite a curious figure in that he's kind of uncancelable by traditional means. Like, he's quite famously worked with... Kim Petras quite a lot and um, the thing is like he's not someone who's in a position where if you just stop like listening to his music he'll go away because he owns an enormous amount of publishing because he's Kimasabi isn't he he's not with them anymore I don't know if they exist (gasps) but he has his own publishing company called Prescription Songs which uh, runs the careers of like quite a few songwriters and artists like 
Kim, I think. Mm-hmm. But also, like, the sheer amount of catalogue he has yep. from back in the day, you know. It's like, even Kesha, like, it spins me out that I looked up her set list, right? Yeah. And she ends her show with an encore of praying and then yes. TikTok. Yes. Original arrangement. Because, yeah, I went to see her when she was over yeah. here for Rainbow and I was just like, what? Like, yeah. I get it because it's... They are her songs? Absolutely. And but... I love that she's proclaiming them, but it's... It does still you know. feel a bit icky. Like, yeah. And, like, that's no fault of hers. It's just, totally, yeah. Like, what else are you supposed to do? Just one of those, like, unanswerable questions. Yeah. You know? Oh, man. Yeah. What was Rainbow? Her last album. Oh, I thought you meant, like, Rainbow Serpent, the... The, no. <laughs> they call it the bush doof. Oh man, that's a topic for another time. Yeah. So, is this around about the time that she? It always blows my mind that she did the band swap to a Katy Perry. Is this the, around about the time? This is post bands. Two tour. years after, I would say. Yeah. She, she was on. She did that in about two thousand eight. She was on Warped Tour while I Kissed a Girl was number one. Yeah. Okay. Which yeah. Is yeah. Wild. Yeah. So, that blows my mind that she did that. Yeah. To her, it's like the good. Good feelings feel good that oh, um, the one that's coming out, the one that's going here, good vibes. There's a I know there's, the one. there's a festival coming out and it's yeah it's headed by Parkway Drive. Good things. Yeah. Good things. And there's bands like Bad Religion, Coheed and Cambria, um, yeah, yeah. Real Big Fish, and then the Veronicas are playing it. Hell yeah. As well. I, is, I understand the connection. It's kinda of great though. I yeah. am quite interested in seeing that but also yeah. I don't know if I can be bothered forking out however much I'm so old for festivals I know That's ah, the... festivals break me mm. yeah yeah would be cool but needless so yes Dr. Luke and Max Martin co-wrote produced this uh, Katy Perry also worked with American singer-songwriter Bonnie McKee on this one uh, among other songs, but I don't know much about Bonnie. So she's um, I think she also came into the industry very young, like yeah. 2003. I think she and Katie are the same age. Oh, okay, so yeah. She was kind of in that pop rock like mold as well. Yeah, like similar to kind of like Avril and The Matrix yes. and all those. But um, yeah, she. She did a lot of top lining with Dr. Luke and Max Martin right. around. Oh nine, ten, eleven. So, yeah. um, as, dumb question. What's yeah, top lining? Top lining is um, it's the term for the person who does the melody and lyrics, right? Of a pop yep, song, yep, yep. as opposed to the track. Nice. Which, like, there's a lot of crossover, but often you have like dedicated top liners, like Bonnie McKee and Esther Dean, yep. famously for like Rihanna. But nice. I think if you know Bonnie's voice, you'll hear it all over pop. Of that time, because even yes. though she doesn't really sing on those records, it's like um, her voice is the exact midpoint between Katy Perry and Kesha. Yeah, it's yep. really weird, That's and cool. you start to recognize those melodies. So, like Last Friday Night is a very, very Bonnie melody. Yeah, and like intonation. So I think she and Katy stopped working together after this album. So yep. after that partnership dissolved, um, Katy's songs like do not sound the same. No, they really don't. Yeah. And that's, yeah, like I do, we're sort of jumping the gun in terms of talking about the song. But yeah, I yeah. do remember there being a very significant shift in sound between Teenage Dream and uh, Prism. Like, yeah, because Dr. Luke and Max Martin still worked on that album. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. But, oh man, she's just, 
truly one of those artists that has just shape-shifted so much yeah. over her career. Very, like, quietly strange career. Y- yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it, quietly strange. Yeah. Yeah. Like, every period of hers, to me, is, like, kind of, uh? like, Yeah. Both, yeah. like, very mainstream and successful, and, like, what was going on there? <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, let's cover off the song stats and what we think about it, and then we can sort of branch out into a Katie discussion because I don't want to keep having to circle back and be like by the way it reached this chart number (laughs) Hmm. so yeah uh, Dr. Luke Max Martin Bonnie McKee the three of them have worked on five of Perry's number one hits so this one as well as California Girls Part of Me and Raw Uh, and I think Teenage Dream yes that's right yes thank you and they've also worked together on Teo Cruz's Dynamite and Kesha's Come On, which is such an underrated song. I it love is. that song. Yeah. Um, so, again, just a case of having a team behind you just... Yeah. This was bound to succeed, given who worked on it. Mm. Uh, you look like you want to say something. No. No? <laughs> no. Just come on. Come on. Sam... Tell us about the chart performance. Peaked at number one in the US. Oh, fucking. <laughs> so it reached uh, some pretty good success in America. It reached number one. Um, this is me trying to go off the cuff without reading. It was also did well up north in Canada. Number one again. Hey. It, had some, it had some really good success in Eastern Europe, in the Czech Republic. Poland, Slovakia, and Venezuela. I know that's uh, not yes, part of that it. Eastern European. <laughs> I know that's not nation of I Venezuela. I know that that is not an Eastern European country. Funnily enough, I was discussing Behemoth with my mother tonight. Over cool. There. Yeah. Poland. What does that have to do with Venezuela? No, but they're Polish. Ah. Uh. Uh. <laughs> oh, yes, the Venezuelan black metal band. Yeah, there probably is one. Oh, yeah, I was about to say. Oh, yeah, no, does def- one there would def- there would definitely be a, a Venezuelan. It's probably like 10. 10. Yeah, it's probably like 11. I'm going to look... Actually, no, I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Over here, though, it came in at number 5 on our ARIA charts. That yep. surprises me. I wonder what was going on there at the time. And then 31 at the year-end chart. Mm. How was that? that? Was that better? Sure. You yeah. still have one, two, three more dot points to go, but... Yeah. Um, I will point out that that would have been 2011, because this came out... Yeah, after. Yes, yes, yes. So it went to number one the week after the strategic release of the song's Missy Elliott remix. Which is not great. No. But um, yeah, it's one of those things where they already had four number ones and they wanted something to push the song over the line. Yeah. To get the fifth. Yeah. I can't remember. Was Missy Elliott sort of like not as active back then like I feel like that might have been a case of that was I think that was her first appearance in a long while yeah because she's had a few more guest appearances since and yeah. I mean she's put in an EP this year so yeah yeah. good for you Missy yeah she's mm. so great yeah she rocks a tracksuit she really does and I don't mean that as a diss like she, she that was part of her look I Just think like... she oh yeah she guested in Katie's Super Bowl performance right yeah Yes, that's right. Which I think was a li- a few years after this. It would have been, yeah. I think it was 2013 or 14, but yeah. Yeah. So there you go, connections. That's brilliant. 
it does this sometimes. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was. <laughs> so Perry's sixth number one single on the Billboard Hot 100 chart and her fifth consecutive number one single. Mm-hmm. TGIF. I don't know what it is that you'd want me to do differently <laughs> with this. What do you want me to do differently with this? It's maybe just... maybe do some like weird artificial in- inflections, you know? Yeah. TGIF made Perry the first and only female artist to have five <laughs> number one singles from one album in the Billboard What Hot 100, tying <laughs> what, what, with what? Michael Jackson's Bad from 1987. Well, now you sound like every Australian radio ad. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Why do they talk like that? I don't know. I did see your tweet about this yeah. the other day, and I just could not think of a sufficient... I think it get, just gets attention. Yeah. But I don't know. I think my least favourite intonation thing over here is newsreaders, how they'll sort of mm. be talking about a news item, and then at the end they intone it like this. And this thing happened, and it affected these people. It's just like, fuck it, like... <laughs> and it's one of those things, as soon as you hear it, you can't stop hearing yeah. it. So it's just like... Dun, 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 dun. It's like, say say what the sentence means. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When I read a book and there's like a poem in the book, I can't stop reading it like it's a poem. I have to put the book away, pretty much. Oh, so so if, I'm reading, if I'm reading a fantasy book and there's like some poem that they put in there, I then will start to read it like it's... Written like well, a poem. Like um, yeah. yeah, and it just it drives me insane. I can't get it out of my head. I just have to put the book away and then come back a couple of hours later. And wow, it's, it's gone. Yeah. That's wonderful. Wow. So like Lord of the Rings took me forever. Yeah, that's so specific. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. But I, I'm glad that I had an example of something that, that was kind of like that. Oh, that's cool. Like how you noticing something and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Well, yes. Thank you for enlightening us on the chart performance of TGIF it was very natural and believable <laughs> it, was. it was believable yeah yeah well yeah because statistics it's all believable <laughs> uh. this episode is just it's great sure so <laughs> uh, I didn't mean anything by that <laughs> just punctuating the uh, amazing the yes so, the music video. There is a lot to unpack with the video. Do we want to discuss the music video or do we want to discuss our thoughts on the song first? I don't know. What do you want to do? Because the music video then leads off into another tangent at the end. Mm. We can do the song. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What are our thoughts on the song? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's it's absolutely 100% very 2010. It is. It can, I feel like it can really only exist in the 2010. In that time. In the 2010. In the 2010. I was going to say the 2010s, but I realised we're still in the 2010s and it couldn't really coexist in 2019. There's been a real like sharp divide between the first half decade of pop and... Yeah. 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 But I feel like it's, you know, it, of the time, it's still... It's a very, you know, serviceable pop song. Yeah. And, like, the theme of it... For some reason, people were making so many songs about, like, partying till you die and yeah. stuff. Yeah! Around then. Like, sometimes literally. I wonder why. Like... People... Their theory is that it's a very, like, first-term Obama post-recession kind of phenomenon. Uh, it's like everyone uh, was, like, looking for 
escapism and yeah, yeah. maybe had more disposable income or like were, it was considered like less gauche to be like hey I'm rich whatever yeah. I don't know I just never believed that she was this party person though mm. I didn't believe that anything of this sort of thing kind of happened to her until she was in her late 20s like partying and right. sex and all that sort of stuff. Well, apparently she and, um, I want to say, was it Bonnie? Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, Bonnie McKee, I just think of that, um, Janice Joplin. Good enough for me, my Bobby McGee. Anyway. Bobby McGee. Um, oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, just a Bobby mention. McGee. Jesus. So, yeah, apparently Katie and Bonnie wrote it about, like, a night out that they'd had where they did go streaking in a park. They didn't do the menage a trois bit, but apparently the rest of it was sort of okay. inspired by wow. a night of shenanigans. Okay. Oh. So. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Mm. Well, you've proved me wrong. Not. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It definitely takes me back to 2010. Like, just the that era of just that very sort of dumb kind of pop music but like fun like very exciting time yeah, yeah yeah like and that yeah such a salient point about the like dance till you're dead party like it almost feels like the sort of proto like nihilism of like the current era of just like posting on social media that you want to kill yourself <laughs> <laughs> yeah but with no irony yeah yeah, yeah. Right? I, that's the thing like this was such an ironic time and now it's just like actually you know what like but fuck times are a little bit fucked yeah, yeah. I was thinking about how um, LMFAO's party rock anthem feels like it came out like 20 years ago yeah <laughs> you know it's like meet you know find someone who will admit to liking that song right now oh it's just hits. <laughs> extreme example yeah you know, no that's one of my but. favorite Key and Peele skits is they are dressed like LMFAO and it's like it's like they, they want to kill themselves because they just can't escape the party it's just like this, <laughs> this never ending party and it's like they're just trying to get out and and like they're singing about like how the party's just not going to stop because the party won't stop because it just keeps on going yeah. And I think at the end they do kill themselves. Wow. <laughs> There's a Weezer song about that. Yeah. Oh, what a tune. We have already played it on this pod, unfortunately, but that's oh. okay. Can't stop partying. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. With, with Short Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I like the song. I um, After listening to... Both the original and the music video and the Missy Elliott remix yep. and the covers, I was sick of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, also because I've had, like, years of exposure to it. But, True. Did you come back around to it kind of like how we sort of did with the Flock of Seagulls? I was like, loved it, then was like, yeah, and then came back like, actually, no, this is a great song. It is a good song, but probably, probably not. No? I probably didn't come back around. Because I liked it enough then. Yeah. Like, 2010, 2011 me appreciated it enough in its time. Yeah. So, I'm not, like, leaving it behind, but, you know, like, that was the time yeah. to listen to it. It does, yeah, it it sort of has a short shelf life for how much you can tolerate it in a single patch of listening. Yeah. Like, mm. Just... Like, when people talk about pop being disposable, like, this is kind of what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Um, but then in saying that, like, Teenage Dream 
True. In like as a full entity, like as a full album, like it's so so good. Like just a consistently good album. I'm surprised know. you didn't rewatch the documentary to prepare for this. I was going to, and then I forgot. I was going to get you to watch it with me. No, ah, that can... that's even more of its time. Oh, it's yeah. That and like Never Say Never came out the same year, right? Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. We oh. we will talk about Katy Perry again. I'm pretty sure Woe Is Me is covering Katy Perry again. Oh, what? So that's cool. I did notice that. So we. Oh, you have to come back on for that one. But Hope... I purposely did not listen to that <laughs> out of myself. Good. <laughs> excellent. So maybe we can watch it for that one. That sounds like yeah. excellent. Yeah. Hop in the time machine. Yeah. Oh, We've I all reckon. learned so much since then. Uh, we yeah. I feel like I've regressed. <laughs> I honestly feel like I'm just getting stupider with every year that, but like I'm also getting to a point where I just don't really care <laughs> Aww. well this um, podcast will either give you brain stimulation or like document that I think it's same before we hit record like I yeah this podcast just points out how dumb I am speaking of how dumb I am oh <laughs> <Yeah>. hello <laughs> Richard Uh. You are also the official fact checker of the pod. Hey! Um, I forgot to actually (laughs) submit a clarification, like an editor's note or something, to the following episode. But our episode regarding blank space... Mm. I made a massive fuck up in terms of what remastering means and what the mastering process means. Can't blame you, because you were right the first time. Thank you. See, sometimes I'm not dumb, but then I get dumber. Like, again, anyway. Are you saying thank you like that to you or to me? To what? I'm saying it to Richard. Oh, okay, no. Because validating It kind of sounded like you're like almost pointing that at me. Like, I told you I was right. No. <laughs> it's like, did I say you were wrong? I can't remember. That was a while ago. I'm just getting that salad cat meme in my head. Like, the two people Aww. like... <laughs> Oh, totally. Um, so, Richard, can you please walk us through what I actually should have said about what mastering means? So, yeah, you were right the first time in that um, to remaster an album really is kind of like musical Photoshop. Excellent. Like, all you're doing is um, taking the taking the master track, so the single yeah. track with all the instruments, and like making it a bit louder, putting some compression and EQ on it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of determined by the technology that's available at the time. Right. Because uh, on analog equipment, um, vinyl is like quite temperamental, for example. So yeah. you can only have a certain level of loudness or the record will like spin off its groove or whatever. Right. Um, but nowadays, like it's become very precise. Uh, maybe too much so. Yeah. But then it's like you get stuff like all the Beatles reissues where... Yes, yes, yes. Um, there's been like... Uh, say There's been like the original mono versions, then the stereo versions, then the CD version, then the 2009 remasters mm-hmm. and the 2019 remasters, which kind of... It sounds silly, but also when you listen to them, like there actually is a world, a world of difference. Oh, cool. So, yeah. So it's like remastering is just the main track. Remixing is like balancing all the instruments again, yeah. which doesn't happen as often, but sometimes. Cool. And what else did we not cover? Oh, th- uh, yeah. So what Taylor Swift is doing is re-recording her masters. Yeah. Excellent. Which there is a difference because a master is just like the master of recording. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you for clearing that up. 
Do you think yeah. she'll go like with her old stuff? I've mentioned it with Emma a bit. Do you think with her like with the red stuff, it'll still be country, or do you think she'll make those into pop albums now? I have no idea, which is why it's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm not that interested in Taylor Swift, but I'm interested in this. Yeah, I'm like this but, is. I'm curious to know what's going to happen here. Like there have been a few examples of this, like JoJo. That's um, right. Yeah, she dealt with her like garbage record company for years, yeah. and um. She re-recorded her first two albums from when she was like 13 and 15. Yeah. So those were like pretty similar. Like production feels a little bit different, but yeah. mostly her voice is aged. So yeah. Kind of cool. And there's bands like, I think, Def Leppard and like Journey and stuff who, you know, get a new singer, update mm-hmm. yeah. the recording so they can make money off the streams directly. Because ah, even though they don't have any songwriting credits, they'll get... Um, Mechanical royalties for right. the sound recording. Huh. It blows my mind that Def Leppard's British as well. I know. They're the least British British band of all time. Exactly. I know. <laughs> I, like, cause we, we were talking about it uh, on the drive home from the Yarra Valley a few weeks ago. And yeah. it was like, and you were like, wait, Def Leppard's British? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Ab- yeah fuck yeah, they're British. So good. Kind of so a great good. band. Yeah. Because we were listening. Well, it was Pour Some Sugar on Me, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, because it, it, was, it, was, so it was an 80s playlist that we yeah. were playing in the car. Yeah. It's just such a... It's just a... It's a very, like, Hollywood Van Nuys kind of sound. That totally. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they've got the hair metal sound. Hmm. Cool. There All you go. All right. Thank you. <laughs> so, the music video. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll stop now and we can move on to that. <laughs> so, it was directed by Mark Klesfeld. Uh, and in my opinion, at least, he is, his career highlights to date also include Vanessa Carlton's A Thousand Miles. Uh, that's, like, that's an iconic film clip. It really it is. is. Yeah. Like, I think it, I was doing my research. I think it was, he's done like over 200 videos so far. So like a huh. lot, but then, and I was scrolling through, I'm like, ah, oh, can't say like many of these are jumping out, but the ones that do is like, holy shit. Cause he also did Alien Ant Farm, Smooth Criminal. Mm. And then one for the heads out there, Taking Back Sunday's Make Damn Sure, which is such a good video, if you guys haven't seen it. I, I have not. I have not either. It's just... So it's the band just playing in a room with, like, these industrial fans blowing. So it's, like, a bit hectic, but it's just them playing. But then all these, like, really, like, nice sort of positive, like nostalgic almost kind of scenes like a boy blowing on a dandelion or something like that they sort of shift into like images of like explosions and like warfare and stuff and so when you're a teenager and you watch that you're like oh my god like this is so deep but it's just got a really cool like (coughs) aesthetic to it like yeah very very good so yeah this guy knows what's up um Mm. And, yeah, the video was inspired by John Hughes's work, which makes sense, I suppose, uh, particularly his 1984 film, Sixteen Candles. Uh, and then just in general, uh, it was, he was inspired by, or at least the concept was inspired by 80s movies in general. Uh, to date, the video has had 1.1 billion views on YouTube, which, Jesus Christ, that is yeah. a lot. Like, I sort of looked at that, I was like, oh yeah, but then you sort of stop and think about it, it's like, oh fuck, like, that is a lot. That's a seventh of the world's population. Oof, yeah. Yeah. Um, quick synip- synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm going to leave it up to Sam and or Richard to give a synopsis of the video because I am very bad at recounting things in an interesting fashion. So it start, it, it kind of plays off like a almost like a short film. A yeah. little bit. Because it has an intro and an outro. And mm. a long credit sequence. And a yeah. long credit sequence. Mm. So I guess in total it goes for... I didn't check the time. Somewhere between... <laughs> it would go for nearly 10 minutes on YouTube. Just as I'm saying. I think, like it's, I'm... I think it's 7 or 8 minutes. Yeah. But yeah. like 2 of them are credits. Yeah. So it kind of is not as long as you think. No. Um, so basically it's she wakes up the next day after her huge fright. She wakes up on Saturday morning after her but huge... But who wakes up? Katie Ooh. Perry. Oh, no, what's her name? <laughs> Katie Beth Terry. Kathy? Kathy Beth... Ka- I think it's Kathy Beth Terry. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Do you know what's fucked up as well? What? I looked this up on New- on Wikipedia. Apparently this character's supposed to be 13. Yes. That's upsetting. 13. Yeah, it's Kathy Beth. My bad. Why couldn't she have just been 17? Or 18? Why does she have to be 13? 13 makes it a bit... Eh, that's a yeah. bit icky. I just know, Katy Perry, not a subtle person. No, not one for subtlety. I have a long running theory that she literally does not know what a metaphor is. Mm. Yeah, like, that um, makes, I, don't, I believe that. I'll give you examples. Like, uh, Please do. The, the Swish Swish song, oh, right? Yeah. It's like a metaphor. It's like, pop music is like basketball. That's kind of what the song's about, right? But then yeah. the video is literally basketball. Yeah, yeah. Or like when she... um. She made up with Taylor Swift this year or last year, whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, she literally sent Taylor an olive branch. Yes. So yes, that's right. She's not a subtle woman. No. No. It, oh man, I'd forgotten about the <laughs> olive branch. That's hilarious. Yeah. But anyway, Kathy Beth Terry wakes up on Saturday morning after a giant night out. Apparently, she gets back into her nerd gear for some reason. I don't know yeah, how that happened. I didn't understand that. That's yeah. a very poor continuity choice on yeah. Mark's end. So, fucking step up your game. Yeah, because she goes through the night. She's she's going to this party. Who's hosting the party? Uh, Rebecca Black herself. Rebecca Black. Your girl. Yeah, uh, yeah. Herself, Rebecca Black. She's Rebecca Black as herself. Yeah. Which I find hilarious that, like, Rebecca Black was never that cool. No, but that's the joke. That's right? the joke, and yeah. yeah, that's the joke. That's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> and this was only like three or four months after Friday the song. Yeah, yeah, too. Because I was trying to remember, like, how soon was it after Friday? Good, good on you, Katie, for trying to keep this girl's relevance going. Yeah, as well. Fa- fun fact. Yes. Um, I went and saw Katie on the California Dreams tour. Oh, which I'm I, so pissed I didn't see it. Which was actually a couple of months before this video came out, so it yeah. was like. I want to say June or May or something. Yeah. But she would do this, like, brief acoustic set with, like, a guitarist and, uh, like, a double bass player in the yeah. middle of all the shows. And we were there the first time she ever covered Friday, the Rebecca Black song. So I lost my mind. Oh, I yeah. can imagine. Oh, my goodness. Did uh, I... Sorry. I was just going to say, I'm so pissed I missed that tour. <laughs> it was a good tour, but also her... Back catalogue like wasn't big enough, so there were a few too many ballads. Yeah, and, true. Yeah. yeah, but it was quite a time. Ugh. Did I mention that when she wakes up, she's like nerdy with her with braces and like the full break, yeah. like the mouth mm. gear and everything? Okay. And so basically, yeah, she goes to this party hosted by Rebecca Black, and uh, Rebecca Black is cool with her being there, mm. um, and dresses her up really, you know. I'm not going to say sexy because again she's playing a 13 year old yeah but like 
it's like you're supposed it's to like look over the top, like the teased hair yeah. and stuff. Yeah, but you're supposed to also look at like the tight clothes and go, okay, yes, I'm attracted to that. So that's yeah. kind of the joke of the thing, right? Of or of like any actor playing, yeah, you know, awkward. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, well, yeah. I mean, it's it's literally a joke, and she probably hasn't seen it, but it's literally a joke in not another teen movie. It's like right. she takes off the glasses and takes out the ponytail, oh, and totally. then she does like the slow walk down the stairs and then falls down the stairs. Yeah. yeah. Um, in not another teen movie, which was about seven years before this. Mm. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if Katy Perry had never seen another teen movie as well. Mm. Oh, but yeah, it is like it is like the the sort of trope from those sorts of movies so hey you stick into that and look it's just a thing of like yeah there's lots of partying and um then the what else happens it's like they play Just Dance on Wii they do which I said that's gotta be um TGIF must have been on that Just Dance I, I think it was dance. that Katie yeah. was a downloadable character, like or a yeah. I oh, seem yeah. to remember yeah. that. I don't know if she had a song on it, but I think you could be Katie, like. And she has, so I don't know. If she, it doesn't seem like she's interested in him, but there's like this even nerdier guy who's in love with her, and it's the 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 kid from Glee, Glee Kevin yeah. McHale. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, I forgot his name. Um, so yeah, and so like he has. He, all he's his... the guy who looks like. A shorter version of the drummer from the Black Keys. I'll take they look very you. similar. I'll take you at your I'm word. I'm gonna have a look. What's his name? Patrick Carney. Uh, the Black Keys. Yeah, Patrick Carney. Um, Patrick Carney's like same look, same haircut, same glasses, except he looks quite oh angry. Oh my goodness! He looks yeah. like he, he looks like he oh, wants yeah. to like beat you up. He does. He sort of looks like an angry like Chris Gethard <laughs> as well. <laughs> That's hilarious. Weird energy. Yeah. But yeah, geez. that's not Kevin McHale. No. <laughs> that's but, not Jackie Chan. But, <laughs> but so, yeah, he has these fantasies of her, of the two of them. He's this knight and she's, you know, the maiden and, and she's fawning all over him. And um, yeah, then there's like little montage bits of her getting, you know, put into like nice clothes and like waxing the upper lip with which with no that upper lip hair shits me whatsoever Could, yeah having to wax your upper lip is a very real thing and she's just ugh. anyway yeah but she she does none of that and then it's just it's just more partying it's like she vomits in a shoe yeah um kenny g plays on the roof with his saxophone <laughs> although he's he's not on the recording no and that's yes. yeah i found that surprising ah. i'd have thought that have just Shelled out later. the cash to have him on. I think that's great that he was on, that he was in the film clip though. Yeah. 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 Also, do you remember the Summer of Sax as they dubbed it that year? No. Because there, there was a lot of saxophone well, in pop. Was Runaway with me out at the same time? No, that's no. 2015. I was about to say, later. I was like, wow, that's. Yeah. But like Edge of Glory was the same year. Oh. Um, yeah. I think there's a few others, maybe like Jason Drulo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That may have been later. Hang on, the Summer of Sax. But it was definitely a thing. Oh, I, man. Yeah. A movement. And I guess I'll finish off by saying it ends up back on Saturday morning and her parents have come home to a destroyed house and her parents are Corey Feldman and I can't remember her name. Debbie De- Gibson. Yeah. Debbie Gibson. Who, I I, yeah, a singer-songwriter, actress. Uh, Who I described as one of the many like Madonna juniors of the 80s. Yeah, because she... Her and Tiffany. Yes, yes. Yeah. I looked up her Wikipedia and Associated Acts was Tiffany. Yeah. yeah. So I thought, is this the girl that did uh, 
I, I think we're alone now. No, that was Tiffany. Tiffany. Yeah. There's a documentary about a couple of her stands, oh. which is interesting. And it's called I Think We're Alone Now. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. It's interesting yeah. in a bit. Not. Un, it's a bit creepy. creepy. It's yeah. Uh, it's it's a bit creepy, but it's also just a bit sad as well. Oh, yeah. interesting. Well, shit. Kind of like the Brony documentary. Oh. Ah. That one was painful. Yeah. Just the dad, the kid's dad, who was just like, I just. Anyway. So, yeah, very star studded cast overall. So you have Kevin McHale and also Darren Chris from Glee. Uh, there was Rebecca Black, Kenny G, Hanson uh, playing in the yard as just the band, which I thought was delightful. Mm. Uh, then, yeah, of course, you've got Corey Feldman and Debbie Gibson. And. Yeah, it's just. I mean, Corey Feldman is—he's an actor, a child actor, famous child actor, and now he's a singer as well. Did but, you do your research on this? Because I did not. I read. The, <laughs> I read the article, and I, I had I, read the article. I listened to the recording of "Go for It," but we'll we'll finish up talking about the film clip, and then we'll yeah we'll get into that. True, but yeah, I I do, and I don't like the film clip. I kind of. They want it to be this thing that's like we're we're putting an homage on the '80s teen films. Yet it's like, who have you got from this era, really? Yeah. Like it's it's so like you got two guys from Glee, so the 2000s. You got Hanson from the 90s. You got <laughs> Kenny G from like the late 80s to early 90s. Really early 90s, I think. Yeah. I think so. Like you look at like those album covers of his. That's pretty yeah. early 90s. Yeah. It's like. And yeah, you got Corey Feldman and Debbie Gibson. Yeah. Like, and he makes a Lost Boys joke because he was in the Lost he Boys. He does. And that's, that's, you know, that's cute. But like, shell out some more money and get some, like, get Molly Ringwald. Mm. Yeah, that would have been good. Because it's like, it's high budget, but it's not that high budget. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? And like, she, like, her star had risen by then. It's like, what, you're telling me you couldn't have gotten like Ralph Macchio to come in and do like a couple of karate kid kicks? Or, mm. I don't know. Well, maybe the flock of seagulls guy. They, I think all those references would have been lost on her fan base, though. Mm. That's very true. Like, maybe you'd have like a 10 minute video. Yeah. 15 minutes. <laughs> Just like tack on an extra ten minutes, it's just people walking like, "Hi guys." It's, it's like the like... the Weezer re pork and beans. If you know that one, <laughs> like the original Weezer pork and beans is just like all these people like doing memes and memes. stuff, reenacting it for the video. But then there was like a remix of that, which combines, which crams it like three times as many. Oh, I need to. Watch. I don't know if I've actually seen re pork and beans. But... We should watch it after. It's it's very funny. I, oh, very tempted to pause this and watch it on the spot, but no. Yeah. <laughs> Press on. <laughs> mm. um, like yeah, so I'm sorry. I was. I'll just say like it kind of upsets me that they didn't go for it, but at the same time, you're right. Her fan base was 13 at the time. Yeah. yeah. So. But, yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's it's a cute video. The continuity gives me the shits. Yeah. Yep. The uh, the the gender politics raised some questions, but also it's like. <sighs> We kind of don't need to do a deep reading because no. no, no one needs that. Like we we know what it is, and it also you know, sort of, it. yeah, and existed in a time where we weren't having those conversations yet. So yeah. it makes sense that some questionable yeah things come up, but no one was like, "Hang on a minute!" Like mm. I made a note in our show notes. Um, the comedian, I think he is Rob Delaney, did like mm. a an article in Vice. 
I think he must have had a um, a like column a, or something. Thank you. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, take a stroll with Rob Delaney, and he wrote like an open letter to her about the video, and he's basically like he just takes every lyric and like adds his own commentary to it, and yeah, he basically just summed it up as like this is a dangerous video to make for your fan base because you're extolling a goofy slut persona as he put it it's just like what the fuck but like he was kind of joking and kind of serious yeah and again like he was he was trying well not trying but like he was perhaps unintentionally having that sort of conversation about like this is interesting but he was also doing it in such a bad way like very slut shaming very like but yeah I remember that article going I mean, not quite viral, but it was shared a lot. Yeah, yeah. The one thing I noticed is the bit when she's all dressed up and the jock grabs her on the ass, but he, like, Mm. he gets, like, full palm, just, like, he grabs Uh. basically her whole cheek in his hand. Mm. And it must just be him going, no, it's the only time in my life I'm going to do this, so I'm going to go for it. Well, it's just, yeah, like, there's even, like, when Kathy wakes up in bed next to this guy and there's, like, she sort of puts her hand under the blanket and it travels down it's like no like you could definitely imagine a version of I don't want to say this video but a video that like critiques you know yeah. 80s teen rom-coms yeah. and stuff because that's been done a lot maybe yeah. not in video form but and know. I think that's the thing is like this isn't being played off as a critique if that no not like, at all yeah. it's like last Friday night was so good yeah but yeah and that and it's a pure homage yeah I would say yeah and yeah it just yeah, there are some moments in it, like, watching it again last night, I was like, oh, I don't know about mm, that. Mm, yeah. But to me, that's also sort of Katie's thing, is, like, she does have these missteps, because... Mm, it really is. And, yeah. yeah, it's just kind of like, she's known for sort of pushing, I don't know. It's, yeah. This is also the girl who had a bit of a fascination with stuff coming out of her boobs for a while. <laughs> yeah. In two videos from this album. Yeah, but that's yeah, yeah. two videos from this yeah. album. So that happened to Fi- fireworks and whipped cream. Yes, yeah. yes. So like what was the fascination with stuff coming out of your tits, Katie? Was it even a commentary on like femininity? I think it was just like I honestly just think of the Fembots and Austin Powers. Yeah, like I've got boobs. I've got these things here and you know. Yeah. Wouldn't know. it be funny I, if whipped cream came out of them? I think it's kind of uh it's it's almost like a very camp way to portray like typical American like heterosexuality. Yeah. I don't wanna say. Yeah. It's like it's not sexy, but it's like sexiness in like air quotes. It's sort of like a money shot of sorts, but sort of mm. like um oh, I am not thinking of words tonight, but just yeah, that very sort of goofy, like slapstick sort of Totally, because I have always felt that like her one of her best talents is like Comedy, weirdly. Yeah. Like, yeah. when she talks on stage and stuff, she's, she's, like, really funny. Yeah. She's very good. Yeah. Like, her... And, yeah, stage, very slapstick, too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, her onstage banter. Like, when I went to see her for the Prism tour, like, she's mm. so... Yeah. She gets it. Um, she's just very forthcoming with her, um... Like... Yeah. Like, she's very literal at times, where it's all like, what? But, like... <laughs> she is an interesting... Yeah. What was it? Um, quietly strange yeah yes. I might uh, delve into this little thing I wrote please here. do yeah so um 
Yeah, I have, like, a lot of mixed thoughts on this era of her in hindsight. Yeah. Because, um, it's like, looking at her background, um, raised by two pastors. That's right, yeah. So, yeah. like, she was very sheltered for the longest time, like, by her own admission. Yep. Like, got into music, um, through, like, Christian pop and stuff. Yeah. Which I actually feel is still some of, like, the most natural-sounding music she's made. I'm trying to remember because it sounded slightly like Alanis Morissetti. Is that correct? Yeah, or... that and like a bit of Avril. Like yes. she worked with Avril's team, The Matrix, uh, later, yeah, like yeah. before One Boys. Gotcha. But um, she, Katie, to me is like a very weird singer in terms yeah. of pronunciation and stuff. But when you yeah. hear it in that context, in like a pop rock context, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Even like One of the Boys to me is probably her best album. It's personally, very good, yeah. Just because you get all her personality and she's still kind of an underdog. There. Yes. Yeah. Um, we won't talk about You're So Gay. <laughs> no. It's... Oh. But, but, um... Oh, like, I'm intrigued. Uh, Do you remember that song? No. It's her debut. So, yeah, it was her debut single. And yeah. the hook of it is, you're so gay and you don't even like boys. So, basically talking about a very effeminate... Kind dude. of response to emo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like... And again, it was part of that sort of problematic culture of like gender politics in like the scene and we not we but like the scene didn't have the correct vocab at the time to sort of totally talk about this stuff without it coming across as like incredibly homophobic and and then how long after that did you i kissed a girl same, same album. album. It was the same <laughs> album. So, yeah. And people were like, oh my god, she's so brave. And that's, yeah, like she... P- people were having these critical conversations at the time, just not in the mainstream. No. For sure. And yeah, that's the thing, like, the like pop culture at large took a long time to catch up to yeah. where it is now, I guess. like. And she had stuff in that era that wasn't that polarizing, for sure. Oh god, but, no. Um... Yeah, like, Teenage Dream really took it to the next level, but I always felt that, um, like, some of the, a lot of the songs were, like, better, or at least more, like, streamlined, but I always felt that Katie very much, like, turned herself into a commodity. Yeah. Like, she became the pinup girl instead of being, like, a person with a perspective. Yes. In a way. Yeah. And, um, a lot of, um, a lot of part of me, like, the documentaries, like, kind of her dealing with that. Yeah. Even Prism and Witness are, like... Her kind of trying to outrun that bubblegum thing in ways and also yes. running to it. Yeah. Like, I remember before Raw, the lead single from Prism came out, um, yes. she did a series of videos on YouTube, just like teasers of her. It was like her at a funeral, oh. like burning her like teenage dream persona or something. Oh, shit. So I she was that. like, oh, I'm putting this to rest. Like, you know, total dramatic era shift. And then she puts out Raw, which is like, not that different. No. It's <laughs> but, it's the same, but she's in a jungle. Yeah. Like, yeah. So kind of like Taylor Swift saying the old Taylor is dead, but she actually <laughs> does something to sort of break away from the old Taylor. Yes. Whereas Katy Perry kind of didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor got... Taylor understood that metaphor. Like, if... Yeah. If yeah. Katy was making it, the entire song would be about a phone. <laughs> <laughs> Just how she was too busy to come to the phone. Yeah. Um, or, she, or she met a four. Then, uh, a, a big four. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, a big part of me thinks that Katie really would rather be making Christian pop. 
Like, I quite like the song Unconditionally from oh, Prison. Oh, it's such a good song. Yeah. yeah. To me, that's where her voice sits the most comfortably. Yeah, that song, not literally a Christian song. Yeah. But, like, the subtext of it is. Absolutely. Oh, so maybe she does have subtext to her. <laughs> wow, I just like... Maybe she can be subtle. Yeah. At oh. times. Wait, not subtle, but like, you know. <laughs> Here's a love song that may or may not be a love song to yes. God. Yes. Oh, it's such a cool song. It um, is a good song. So before we jump into the cover by Woe, Comma, Is Me, um, I reckon we should probably just circle back on like where Katie's at now. Like, yeah. what's her current career move looking like? Like, where's she at? Because Witness was cooked. Like, such an interesting... Yeah. Um, I, I like a few things off that album. Like, it's actually very well produced, I yeah. would say. But the whole thing was kind of a fiasco. Yeah. Which really didn't need to be, but... Yeah, and again, it just sort of... I wonder if it comes down to that sort of... That lack of subtlety and also that commodification. Yeah. Like totally. She really dialed up the, like, consume my life to, like, 100 with the... What, was 24 hours, was it? Yeah, the... it was longer. It was, like, three days, I think. Good lord. Yeah. I didn't actually tune in at the time. I think I was just a little bit like, this feels weird. No, totally. But, yeah. It reminds me of Kanye again. Yeah. But yeah. I remember, like, she put out that first single, um, Chain to Rhythm, which I yeah. kind of like. It is a good one, yeah. But then she's like, oh, you know, I'm transforming, I'm becoming, like, aware and stuff. And yeah. then her second single is Bon Appetit. <laughs> yeah. Which is a song about how it's not food is a metaphor for sex, it's food and sex. Yeah. So, so basically her transformation was I got a haircut Well I bleached my hair too much And it fell out was Something the, like that Huh? Something like that right? Yeah. My new persona is Can I speak to your manager please? <laughs> but like she also was wearing wigs and stuff so. Yeah Yeah That video for Bon Appetit is just Very visceral Like Yeah, yeah. there's a part where she's sort of being like Flowered like a fillet or something And it yeah. It's very Hannibal the TV series. It's it was very. <laughs> it's clever, like because it yeah. it's sort it of that. like it's porn in one sense. Like dudes will be able to watch it and be like, oh fuck yeah, there she is. But like, yeah, it does have that really un- like sinister like. Bleh. Yeah, it's weird. It reminds mm. me of like too many cooks or like just. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So. Have you liked her um her singles from this year? I've only heard, is it Harley's in Hawaii? Yeah. And, which, oh, A Small Talk as well. I'm missing one, am I? Produced by Charlie Puth, interestingly. Oh, yeah, shit, which, that's cool. Yeah, I don't love those songs, but I do really like Never Really Over. That is a, yeah, 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 yeah. Co-written by Leah Haywood, who you have talked about previously. Hey, oh, Leah, doing this proud. From Australian pop star. Oh, we should get From, Leah on the pod. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... I can't remember who it was. Someone on Twitter the other day, and I apologise if it was you, I don't think it was. Um, They were saying, like, Katie, her signature move is, like, shoehorning a really awkward turn of phrase into Mm. an otherwise really great pop song. Because there's, like, Harley's in Hawaii, for instance. I'm just going to Google the lyrics real quick. I was just... First time I listened to that song, I was like, okay, you know, cool island vibe. Is she going to put a motorcycle sound in there? And she did. (laughs) incredible (laughs) she did not disappoint no (laughs) so yeah like the chorus like you get the sort of subtext like oh 
does she have it and who knows um like you and i riding harleys in hawaii like Mm. but then (laughs) she goes when i hula 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 so good you'll take me to the jeweler 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 mate what are you doing and small talk has a hook that's literally blah 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 yeah blah 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 blah. (laughs) Like, is this self-parody? I don't know. And that's the thing. It's like, I can never really tell how much of it is tongue-in-cheek and how mm. much is like, this is who she is. Like, yeah. oh. Could, yeah. I don't know. Even in like, Swish Swish, like the yeah. little like, and another one. And another one. I was like, oh. <laughs> it's just like the equivalent of like a mum like coming to pick you up from like, blue light disco. Or something. <laughs> that's like, so true. Yeah. Oh. I preferred bad blood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I always thought Bad Blood, the verses, were like a deliberate Katie imitation. Yeah. Like on the original, not on the... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Not on the single version with no. Kendrick. But in that way, I always felt like I always felt like it was an affectionate homage. Especially because Taylor was working with Max. Ah, uh, yeah. And she had producers, so... Yeah, yeah. Uh. God, I wonder how that... Like, I'm sure it doesn't affect anything. It's like, I need my money, so I'm going to do my job, but like... Yeah, producers, like, working with artists who have had yeah. beef. Like, it would be so interesting. It's just mm. be, oh. Can we discuss Corey Feldman for a minute? Please. Because he plays the dad at the end of the film clip. We have cited that. <laughs> yeah, yes. no, I'm re-establishing. I'm coming, I'm coming back to it in case the listener is forgotten. What would you like to talk about with regards to Corey? I just... I know nothing about him. So he was a child actor. He was mm. in Stand By Me, mm. The Goonies... The Burbs, The Lost Boys. Yeah. He was part of the two Corys with Corey Haim, who died. R.I.P. R.I.P. Was that like 10 years ago? I think it was this decade. Okay. But pretty early on in this decade. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And he has sort of like been out of fame, but then kind of came back into fame. Like he's sort of always been there, Mm. I feel. But like he came back into fame because he's done some musical projects and he did a... He did a notoriously kind of bad performance on one of the American morning talk shows. Oh, so he's wearing like the hoodie and like the sunglasses. Yeah. And his his band is all women dressed up like angels. Yes. Yeah. Just like, what are they called? Like his saints or something. Yeah. Which is very much like, um, I know that, I remember reading about Charlie Sheen and Charlie Sheen just had like an entourage of women in his house that he called his angels. Yeah, yeah. And... Yeah, so like it's just this bizarre performance, and you um, gave me this article to yeah. read about Corey Feldman, and it's just like he's such a tragic figure, mm. and it's like this article is just like it's kind of positive because it's like he's not great, but I'm mm. rooting for him exactly at the same time. Like I want this guy to succeed because he he did make a double album, right? I believe so. According it's called to like. The- Angelic to the core yeah. or something. Yeah, I think, and it's what this song that was that it was notoriously like cool. lambasted. Yeah, called go for it with Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg is in it. Yeah. Get it, get it. All she better do is twerk. Hit the club. Tell him. Looking out, they make a sound. But when we notice them, they check your life again. They make you- 
It makes me think that I'm pretty certain we could get Snoop Dogg on this podcast at some point. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. Yeah. Shall we? Oh, absolutely. All it's right. like, what? what's someone's cameo rate and then multiply that? Ooh, <laughs> good point. Yeah. yeah. But like, we've got a list now of people that we want to interview. We've got now Snoop totally. Dogg, Tony Hawk. Buff Corral. Buff Corral. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of other ones I can't that's think the, of. That's the, that's the three at the, the moment. Trifecta. Right? The trifecta. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to get all, we've got until 2024. I'd like yeah. to think that at some point... It's achievable. Yeah. It's definitely so. achievable. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon at least Tony Hawk might, you know, put in five minutes and say... Yeah. Hey, yeah, I remember the American Wasteland soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I, I don't know. I want Corey Feldman to be alright because he's... He's also very much like he's spoken about like the sinister nature of Hollywood, especially for a child actor. Yes, yeah, and that's definitely like there was a he was on The View, I think it was, mm-hmm. and he's talking about it. he's like yeah, all these people are like it's it's fucked like yeah, like, what happens to kids? And like I think it was one of the hosts, and she's like, "What are you doing? You're like you're taking careers away from children." And he's like, "I'm talking about molestation here, mm, totally." And she just couldn't get like. Not, not, it's not just fame. It's like actually that. Yeah, well. it's actually that. Yes, it's because he's he's spoken about like, you know, how he was molested as a kid. Mm. He says the only person who never did because he was one of like it was like him and Macaulay Culkin were really yeah. close to Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah. Michael Jackson was the only person who didn't do that to me. Yeah, and yeah. Also weird because like Corey Feldman's main musical influence seems to be Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. And Skrillex. Yeah, because <laughs> Go For It is like a weird sort of yeah. dubstepy, which was like, I think it was like 2015 it came out. I was like, you yeah, are pretty late. three years too late with that. It's kind of amazing though. I, I listened to it and I was like... It's very catchy. Yeah, like that chorus was stuck in my head. You know? <laughs> I, 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 you know, I had it in my head. It was there. Yeah. So, True outsider pop music. Yeah, look, I think, you know, I think he's fighting the good fight. Yeah. It's a little bit tragic, but at the mm. same time, like, go for it, Corey. Hey. Hey. Woe is me. <sighs> yes. So, shall we kick off with a clip of Woe is me's version of TGIF? Yes. Yes. There's a yeah. stranger in my bed. There's a pallet in my head. Bottles all over the room. Some strippers closer in. Woe is me 
They formed in 2009 and broke up in 2013. Rip. R.I.P. F. Press F to pay respects. They are the second best thing to come out of Atlanta, I guess. Yeah. After after Atlanta, the TV show. Oh, and lots of catfishing happens in Atlanta, apparently, according to Catfish. A lot of hip-hop as well. Yeah, yeah I was about to say, yeah. Gambino, Atlanta, wasn't he? Gucci well, that's what I mean. Like, that's the first thing. The first best thing. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, I mentioned the TV show. I realised that, <laughs> but yes. True. I'm also being a smart ass. Well, with me, is definitely not the second best thing to come out of Atlanta. <laughs> it's Catfish, all right? Sure. So... They can't. They're one of those bands that operated as a seven-person unit. It's like Slipknot Light almost. So like, there's a keyboardist, two vocalists, and then the full band. Yeah, yeah. Is there ever a case where having that many personnel in your band is justified? Slipknot. Ah, uh, is Slipknot justified? It's, Slipknot is like more a visual and performance yeah. thing. Bad yeah. energy. Yeah. You don't need all the custom percussionists in the mix, but yeah. it kind of makes sense when you see them. Iron Maiden with three guitarists. True, yeah. 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 Uh, does Judas Priest have three guitarists? No. No, no they, have they have two. two. They have two. Yeah. Uh, Whitechapel with three guitarists. Right. Is to increase the heaviness. <laughs> Radiohead have two drummers live. Oh, shit. I didn't yeah, realize that. Cool. Huh. I think King Gizzard do as well. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. I ha- actually I have seen a band with two drummers and I can't remember who it was, but it was very cool. It's probably Slipknot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> just without realizing, just it, stumbled upon a Slipknot concert. Is yeah. it Slipknot? <laughs> I would have seen them uh, this week. Thanks, except, James Hetfield. Yeah, James Hetfield had to go back to rehab. So Oof. we were yeah. watching the Ted Bundy, um, the yeah. Zac Efron Ted Bundy movie yeah, on yeah. Netflix. He's in that, and I didn't notice it. Because the yeah. direct the director of that. Um, what's his name? I can't remember. Um, the director of that made not only the Ted Bundy like narrative film, he made the documentary yeah. and he did um, Some Kind of Monster and right. Paradise Lost back in the day, which is how Metallica got onto them. Yeah. Because they were very supportive of that. Ah, there you go. Yeah. So that's cool. But yeah, I had no memory of James Hetfield being in that movie. Yeah. But yeah, we're, you know, good luck in rehab, James. Would have yeah. been nice if Richard could have seen Slipknot there. But yeah, they'll they'll be back. I I'm joking. Get well, James. I thought you know. Oh, you're not you're not wishing me well for you're not wishing that Slipknot <laughs> performed on Tuesday. I mean, it's it's Slipknot. I, I I don't really care about Slipknot anymore. Yeah. Not. They put out a shockingly great album this year. I'll say that. Okay. Do you know who else put out a new album? Taylor Swift. There you go. Yeah, Taylor Swift. What about her? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'm just... Um, uh, so, yeah, that's, this is another one of those cases. I think this is going to be a long-running theme of these kinds of bands just having a revolving door of lineup changes. Yeah. So, pretty much, you know, I didn't really get too far into the notes with this. It's been a busy week. But there also wasn't really <laughs> that much to write about them. Mm. Their most successful member seems to be Tyler Carter, who sang for the band from 2009 to 2011. Mm-hmm. I say most relevant because he's the only member out of everyone in this band who's been through this band to have his own Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. And he'll also return pretty much by himself at some point in the cover of Ain't It Fun. By Paramore. By oh, Paramore. I am excited about that one. June. 
Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty much what was me. Yeah, 2009 to 2013. They yeah. had a four-year run, and that's about it. They released two albums, and yeah. Do do we like this cover? I do. I do too. I do not. Ha ha ha. You seem to be convinced that it's overly serious, and I seem to think it's them having taken the piss, having, I... having fun with it. So I think you and Richard should discuss why you like it, because I I think I'm coming at it with the wrong set of ears. I don't have oh. the frame of reference. No, you also okay. seem to be getting very sick of these kinds of songs. Look, yeah. that is also true. But what do you like about it? But, why do you like it? Well, in the same breath that like you said the I Prevail cover of Blank Space was overly serious, yes, that was serious. It yeah. was. And you wanted a wink from them. You wanted yes. them to sort of give you a little bit like hey we're having a, a bit of a gag writing this doing this mm. performing this we're mm-hmm. having fun and I'm getting that from woe is me I get that they yeah, I agree I feel like they are very much having fun especially the thing that tips that off is the little there's a, like three little skits in between not like you know like it's just like someone doing like a silly voice like yeah that sort of stuff oh like, see I missed that and like the guy at the end who's like maybe I'll just get nude. Oh. He, sounds like, yeah. he sounds like he's from Minnesota. I missed that completely. <laughs> and it just it's it's all over the place. There's so much happening in this cover. Yeah. yeah. Which is I think what I like about it, because it is definitely very dumb. Yeah. Kinda it's almost like glam metal kind of yeah. dumb. But okay. it's so all over the place. It reminds me of like Mr. Bungle or like Faith in the More or something. <laughs> like, you know? Like even, what happening. Even in like the breakdown where they've got those the, the keyboards coming to it it's almost like a Dimu yeah. Borg or Cradle of Filth yeah, kind, I get that, of, yeah. kind of synthesizing like it, operatic it, keyboard it's too epic for like what the song is trying to be yeah mm. yeah or what yeah. the song is rather I but, mean I yeah. guess that's what happens when you have seven members yeah, yeah. I listened to the Serpentine Offering by Dimu Borg for the first time in years the other day yeah. and I was like why do the drums sound so amazing on this and then I remembered it's because it's Hellhammer drumming I thought it was Nick Barker did Hellhammer join them Hellhammer did like the drumming for that album, right? And yeah, a legend. Hel- my my favorite racist drummer. <laughs> yeah, Hellhammer's <laughs> Hellhammer's got like some really backwards beliefs, but man, can he fucking drum? Yeah, he's the drummer for Mayhem. Oh well. Jesus! Yeah. Yep. Have you listened to their new album? No, but people really like it, right? It's good. I'm excited. It's good. It's yeah. I'm I'm torn because I want it to be polished, but I also want it to sound like rat shit. Yeah, because so, it's Mayhem. Yeah, and true. It doesn't. It sounds. It's very polished. True. But yeah. But they've had that phase as well. So yeah, that's yeah. true. That was their young phase, and this is their now more professional phase. But anyway, no, I, I, I don't think like it's all over the place. But I feel like everything has its place. Like it doesn't feel mm, weirdly. Yeah, I feel like it just gels really well together, and you know, between the clean vocals, the growly vocals, the breakdowns, the keyboards. I think it's it's better than a lot of the stuff from the same period that was throwing all the shit at the wall, like Attack, yeah. Attack and stuff, oh, where yeah. they're like not even bothering to write a song. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, it feels like they're, they're not really hurting the song, but they're also mm. having... Like I said, like, it's fun, but they're not, like, taking... They're taking the piss a little bit, but not in a, like a, in a mean way Yeah, as well. Not enough to not give a shit about the no. music. No, yeah. you can tell, like, they definitely, like, put some thought into this. Yeah. Yeah. See, like, even just listening to the two of you unpacking all the different elements you heard, I just don't have an ear for those intricacies because 
to me as soon as like I think there's a little like skit almost where he sort of clears his throat and then he goes like like yeah well because it starts off it's supposed to sound like I'm sorry for interrupting. Continue, but I'll. But like, it starts off sounding like it's coming from like a VHS or like a cassette tape or something. Right. Just to sort of like go back to that homage of like this is what a. It's a homage to a homage, basically mm. homage, whatever. Yeah. So, like, props to that. I like that bit. It's quite cute. Where it's just like, <clears throat> and then, but to me, just the screaming is so overwhelming that I don't like. I didn't even clock the keyboards. Like, mm. there's just so much happening that I'm just kind of like, wait, what? Like, and it's just so aggressive. And because I never really listened to, like, the hardest stuff I used to listen to was Refused and mm. Taken Back Sunday. I think it's not even about heaviness. It's kind of just about that all that core stuff is, like, really overdone. Yes! Um, like, the really great bands do find nuances in it, but, yeah. like, a lot of them are kind of just, like, hitting breakdowns at the same tempo and, you know... Yeah. All that. So hard to separate the generic from the slightly better. And I think because you know? yeah, this franchise is very saturated with that. Yeah. Like, so to me, I just sort of clock this as like, oh, for fuck's sake, it's another one of those. And I don't blame you for listening to that and seeing like the guys in their camera shorts just like staring at the camera. With their arms straight or their arms crossed, like not not smiling or not having fun, and that's yeah, like to me because the music does sound so, or at least just the screaming, it's so aggressive that like yeah, I cannot tie that to a sentiment of oh, but they're having fun with it. Mm, I got that, yeah, yeah, and I I think again it's just because like the whole scene was such or like was slash is like such a broy like mm, totally yeah that's just kind of like oh yeah. cool like the boys are at it again like yeah. fucking getting their dicks out yeah. like there's a lot of this stuff that became kind of Limp Bizkit-esque yeah. later on yeah mm. um, not I mean sometimes literally um, mostly not but you start to hear a lot of screaming that's like really bratty more than anything yeah See, this is not quite and it I kind think of is but if it had come across a bit brattier then I would have seen the intention of it like oh I get it like they're just poking fun at like they're having fun with this but there's just something about it like it just doesn't register in my head as being like fun Mm. it took me a minute to probably get with it yeah I I think I need to give it another go after like hearing you guys talk about it in a more like intricate fashion because to me I was just like they had me at first I was like yep this is fun and then it just sort of jumped off a cliff and I was like nah like (laughs) 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 oh well like you know it's not the end of the world if you don't like it it's you know you're allowed to not and it's good that we have these differing opinions about it the spice of life and and yeah like I I, and I I fully yes slice of heaven (laughs) call back to episode one yes Um, so yeah like and I completely get like you hear that music and and you immediately see just yeah, totally. only serious dudes who take this seriously. Because I think it's just that life. sort of yeah, that mean mugging sort of like it's just like mm. yeah, I get it. Like yeah, I don't know. But shall we talk about other notable covers that we discovered during our travels? Mm-hmm. So I think we have to kick off with Katy Perry again. She performed a simlish version of this for The Sims Three. Um, there was a stuff pack that was Katy Perry's Sweet Treats. But it's a frubian nope. But it's a frubian nope. 
But it's a probing nope. But it's a probing nope. Rimpy fervor perbidex. Wara oofa moonarex. Rimpy fervor perbidex. Wara oofa moonarex. And so, of course, the whole thing around The Sims is that they talk in Simlish. So it's just like gobbledygook kind of language. Yeah. Um, it was really interesting watching the... Like, did you guys watch the video of her mm. recording it? Yeah. And just... She's not like... I would have just been cracking up the whole time, but she takes it so seriously. I'm mm. so impressed. Didn't My Chemical Romance also do Simlish? Or was that oh. Green Day? Or someone... Someone you love did Simlish. I think someone did. I'm, I'm sure Green Day did. Someone uh, did Yeah. Simlish. I'm sure Green Day would have. Yeah. Oh, man. I need to drop some of those into, like, DJ sets. Just, like, play half the oh. song normally and... Gibberish. <laughs> oh gibberish. my god! Slash, they... slash American Idol versions. <laughs> yes. oh, they did one for Na 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 Na. Oh no! Wow. Can we just pause for? <laughs> I need to hear. So after taking a moment to break Emma with some My Chemical Romance Simlish versions, I just it never registered. Like I was just saying off mic that I obviously just don't follow the sort of news outlets that would. Re- Report on like oh and this band did like the Simlish soundtrack for. I'm surprised um, it was never a bonus track on something. It wouldn't make sense. Why wouldn't it make well, sense? Just like with the. How would that not make sense? Like I don't know. Like not with... in the streaming era for sure. Yeah, but like I can't imagine having like an album release of like Danger yeah. Days by My Chemical Romance. Like to be fair, that's the best album that would fit on. But I can't imagine them releasing that with then like a Simlish version of Na Na Na. That's what a bonus CD is for. It's for all the shit. It's like the live songs and the just the the weird edits and the DJ remixes and the Simlish versions. See, but that to me is like what the internet is for. Like that's yeah, you download so. all those sort of weird. But it obviously versions. it obviously failed because you have not heard this before. Yeah, there's but, just so many of them though. Yeah, there really are. Well, like Paramore did a Simlish version. Like every. So weird. Yeah. That's weird. Anyway. Can you come and uh, re-record your song, but or re-record your vocals, but in our language? And do it 100% seriously. That's yeah. the bit that, like... Yeah, like, watching Katie do her one... <sighs> yeah, like, there's no cracking. It's just very, like... It's like, no, I'm gonna... And, like, she's not even grinning with it. Like, she's just like, yep, I'm in the studio recording in a completely normal language. Like, yeah. yeah. And doing harmonies and stuff as yeah. well. Yeah. So, so weird. Oh man! I got enough. So, do yeah, you, pref- do you yeah. prefer the English or the Simlish version? <sighs> Richard, do you prefer? Oh, I've got to say English. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to bring up something that's uh, long forgotten. Right. Please do. Around this time, I think 2012, I want to say, Katie did like I think it was a BBC live lounge where she covered Paris by Jay-Z and Kanye but she turned it into ninjas in Paris and also like all the actual like swear words were censored as well so it's like an acoustic band performance and her like trying to kind of sing rap but failing heavily so it's probably been scrubbed from most of the internet (laughs) it's just the rare cover where everyone's gone we've decided not to talk about this (laughs) (laughs) And that's such a thing of its era as well, the ninjas, like pirates and ninjas and yeah. unicorns and fucking, uh, yeah, that's... Oh. I felt like she's regretted doing that cover, like, as soon as she was performing it. 
just like this wave of like realization like like, oh i i've not like i have not practiced (laughs) saying these words through my mouth (laughs) oh no that always used to piss me off was the pirates versus ninjas debate it's like yeah these drunken idiots are actually gonna beat these trained assassins (laughs) yeah Anyway, what's the next cover? So the next cover is by... <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. Kairapuru? Kirapuru? I think it's Kirapuru. Kirapuru. Uh, yeah. For Triple J's Like a Version. that the original is lacking but like has a bit more attitude in the vocals to me yeah yeah but also it's like not that different in the end yeah which is what I get from a lot of like aversions actually yeah true especially the pop covers like yeah hmm or again going back to my chem it blows my mind that Alex Lay was it did yeah welcome to the black raid good god you should respect you should Mm. maybe see if you can find more stuff by her because her genre is a goth Disco and pop, and she's collaborated with Paul Kelly. Yeah. What? That's so, and she's of Maori descent. That's so cool. I've uh, heard, I think, one or two of her originals, and they're kind of cool. So yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And you're gonna take a moment to throw some fire at her sunglasses, no? Oh. <laughs> I cannot stand that trend of going like. It blows my mind that 90s fashion is coming back in a huge way, but like all the worst bits of it. Like... Uh, yeah, like we were stopped in a car. We were in a car. In our car. We were stopped <laughs> in the in car. car. We, we, you know, we got in the car and we just drove. Um, and we were at the lights and there was just a kid going past in a full filler or like just one, <laughs> of, those, yeah, yeah. one of those 90s tracks. Yeah. And you did say that, you're like, and it was the same thing. Like, I hate that 90s fashion has come back in the worst way. I finally get what everyone before us meant when they were like we've been through this before yeah it's not that special but it just so yeah in the video that they recorded for this she's wearing those like tiny sunglasses and i just can't do it like they just look so stupid wait how much of that is actually covering her in your eyes how much of that is practical and how much of that is just you trying to look <laughs> interesting it just makes me think of cruel intentions and just the goofy sort of fashion <laughs> Oh, that movie. Iconic. It is. <laughs> um, God, we're just breezing through these Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a swift 90 minutes. Well, not we're not finished yet, but still. <laughs> so, the third cover we wanted to talk about today was Postmodern Jukebox featuring Olivia Cooper Harris. Damn. Last Friday night, yeah, we dance on tabletops, yeah, we did too many shots, think we kissed, but I forgot. Last Friday night, yeah, we met our credit card, so we got kicked out of the bar, and we hit the booty bar. 
actually didn't listen to. <laughs> Sam, do thoughts? We, do we pause so you can? No. No? I have an idea of what it would thoughts, sound like. Thoughts, Sam? Yeah, it's pretentious. It's real. Sure. It's real. I couldn't tell if it's cool or, or completely obnoxious. I... How, how do I describe my opinions on them? So... <laughs> I, I respect the talent yes. of them for Absolutely. sure in general. I mostly don't love their covers just because I think a lot of their singers are not very good. Yeah. A lot of white girls doing jazz but like kind of over enunciating and stuff. Yeah. This singer I actually liked. Yeah. She got more expressive as it went on. And yeah. I feel like, because mm. it's, it's one of their later covers. So yes. they managed to have like a bit more fun with it. Yeah. There's like a vibraphone solo that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Shit. So that's cool. Yeah, um, pleasant surprise. Why say. don't you tell me what you? Why don't you tell the audience what you told me earlier on in the day about this whole scene? I just like, hang on. When was this? Yeah, twenty eighteen. See, like, it feels like this kind of era of like postmodern jukebox being a thing was so mm. long ago, but it really wasn't. And it's I'm very just, like 2012, 13. And I'm right? just, yeah, I'm really yeah. bored of that thing of like, what would this sound like if it was jazzy or like, yeah. like, like, I just. Yeah, we do, we do a podcast where it's like, what is this song? Sound? I know, <laughs> I know. There's just. But I you just... expected the good with the bad. Oh yeah. yeah. And we've said that, like, it is a journey. Yeah. It's I think I, down. I just have a real chip on my shoulder for like that very overwrought sort of sense of nostalgia nostalgia like totally. I don't know like to me I sort of equate this with like films where they're like period dramas about like women making it big when women weren't supposed to be anywhere and like just yeah. I don't yeah that definitely care. that definitely has been a, a trend for the last few years yeah like I just yeah. I don't care like especially do, when do you, do you want to maybe elaborate on that before maybe you piss some people off <laughs> with you saying that you don't care about women sort of oh. <laughs> No, it's just like... And I'm not trying to attack, but I am also don't want you to be attacked. Because I love you, and... No, it's just like... Well, on one hand, it's patronising. But then yeah. also, I just... I am so sick of, like, Downton Abbey-esque dramas. Like, I want to cry. Sure. And I don't understand why people enjoy them so much. I just find the whole aesthetic of that era so boring. Yeah. I think that the, probably the... Probably the the best one of like that period that I'll ever see will probably be the favorite. Yeah. The favorite. Oh, yeah, incredible. The favorite was it. it was incredible. And that's like that's good, but it's just these ones where it's uh, yeah. I've just I've always had this real sticking point with and I think it's cuz like I don't know, when I studied English literature I had to read mm. Henry James's Washington Square and it was the worst and just yeah. Just they they feel very stuffy and like I just it's like you're putting on the clothes but not really doing much more. Yes, yeah. yes. You have stuff like Mad Men that like actually you know deals with that era. Yeah, and does more with it. And that's the thing, like yeah. those ones are good. Like, and it's I feel yeah. There's something about them. It feels like it's sort of looking at them with like a more contemporary lens than just like totally. We're in Britain. Yeah. And... Like, I just, yeah. We're old, and it's old times, and we're rich. Exactly. <laughs> it's England. And Mr... And English is our personality. It's yeah. all it is. <laughs> so to me, like, the like postmodern jukebox is just the musical equivalent of that. Fair enough. I reckon they're like, it's kind of a coin flip whether they're good yeah. or not. Mm. Yeah. Because um, sometimes it's just, like, impossible to translate one thing to another and make it yeah. more interesting than, like... 
you know, 10 seconds worth of... It's like a tweet, you know? Yes. Sometimes, you know, you can just tweet it out. It doesn't have to be a think piece. Yeah, yeah. Should we be blaming Richard Cheese for this style of music? These styles of covers? I thought you meant Richard who was here and you were just calling him Richard Cheese or something. I was like, (laughs) I was about to get very cross and just be like, that is incredibly disrespectful. Oh, you're welcome to blame me for a lot of things. I don't, was Richard Cheese the first to do it? Because I I think Pat Boone. I don't know if he was, but, um. I think Pat Boone predates him because, you know, he, he was like this crooner, uh. Covering Disturbed? Did he? I'm asking you no, had no, 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 cover disturbed. No no, 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 very different. So he was like in the sixties and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um kind of not not a teen idol, but he was very much known for like gentrifying like R and B and Motown songs and stuff. Right. So yeah. he was the whoever it is of our day. The the YouTuber of our day. Um and in the late nineties he did an album called In a Metal Mood. Which really pissed off a lot of metalheads at the time. Didn't he go around like in leather pants or something? Yeah, he did like yeah. an ironic leather shoot for that. Yeah. But it's him covering like Crazy Train and stuff, which that became the theme for the Osbournes, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for the TV show. Yeah. Yeah, that's They're not horrible. Co- I mean, they're dumb, but, you know. And it did piss off a lot of metal fans. It really and that's did. And that's what always tickled me. That That's something worth doing. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool. Alright. Um, so, yeah, let's get rid of the smooth pop, jazz. Pop goes jazz. Yeah. Ooh, there you yes. go. Jazz goes... No, pop goes jazz. Yeah. Punk goes... Punk goes jazz. Smooth jazz. Yeah. Punk that goes, would actually be kind of great. Punk goes adult contemporary. <laughs> yes. Punk goes easy listening. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. There you um, go. I was going to ask you at the end of the episode what um, what your contribution to a new Punk Goes album would be. So there you go. You've got it. Mm-hmm. Don't need to ask you now. Do feel free to interject with other ones. Yeah. If you wish. Um, so one cool thing about the Postmodern Jukebox cover is that it has been officially capital S seen by Katy Perry. Um, so Glamour released a video on YouTube where Katy watches fan covers. And according to Katie, the singer has an amazing voice and yeah, it got the Katy Perry tick of approval. So no small feat. Wholesome. No, that's cool. Yeah, wholesome content. And yeah, that video I think it was recorded during her witness era, so Yeah. Very wholesome. Finally, we have the vaccines who did a cover of TGIF for BBC's Radio One. Alright, we're the vaccines again. And we're in the live lounge, and this is our mystery cover. There's a stranger in my bed, there's a pounding in my head. To all over the room, pink flamingos in the pool. I smell like a mini bar, DJ's passed out in the yard. Bobby's on the barbecue, there's a hickey or a bruise. Pictures out last night.
the Vaccines is the least favourite band of people like Jim Carrey, Jenny McCarthy, <laughs> Christina Applegate. Not Christina, not Christina Applegate. I, I got that one wrong. Uh, uh, Alicia Silverstone uh, yeah, and yeah. all the other anti-vax celebrities. Boom! Hey. I'm glad that Richard gave you a good reception for that because I heard that last night and it's about <laughs> as funny as when I first heard it. I work out a lot of my material on you beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, I have worse jokes. <laughs> oh, I have pretty terrible ones as well. But it's just the frequency with <laughs> this and new the, material uh, gets. The energy and the enthusiasm. So, Vaccinate your kids, people. Yeah, please. Yeah. That's not even a joke. Just fucking do it. Um, I don't mind this one. But again, like, yeah. the more I think about it, this song, it's always going to essentially sound the same. It, yeah, it really does. And it just... And yeah, again, like, that thing of, like, why write a think piece when you could just tweet it out? Like, mm. it's just kind of like, yep, cool. Like, we've heard this already. And every single cover just ends up sounding like da na 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 like mm. yeah yeah I don't know it would have been cool to see someone do something completely different but then that's not fair of me to say because that's what postmodern jukebox did true but I'm just I'm just like but I don't like it another like I don't know I think he sounds like a very pleasant British man hello where are the vaccines British and we're gonna we're gonna do a surprise song right now I feel I, like I'm gonna play you a song after this. Please do. I feel like I should know the vaccines. Like I don't know if I ever listened to them. It sounds like it definitely sounds like a '90s punk band name. I'm such a. It's dumb... obviously not because it's it's no. hello we're 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 a soft rock band. The vaccines from. Manchester. I think I put them on the same level as like the Kills and ones like that, but I don't think that's correct. Oh, no, indie rock. The, the Kills were like more interesting. I think. Yeah. Vaccines yeah. were like what people unfavorably would call landfill indie. Right. I yeah. see. Um, yeah. Do you guys have any particular thoughts on this song? I think it's perfectly fine. And that's about as good as I'm going to give it is that it's perfectly fine. Yeah. It's fine for what it is. Exactly. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Well, I hate to say it, but we're just about at the end. Um, Final thoughts on TGIF in general. Hell yeah, Yena. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think... Yeah. I really enjoyed this era of Katie. Um, mm. Again, sad to have missed her on tour, but Prism was pretty good as well. Yeah. But I feel like just post-Prism, I really lost track of what yeah, she's doing totally. a lot because it just sort of seems a bit scattered so yeah I do miss this being a very cohesive era I um I listened to last Friday night and Friday back to back I was like mm, I, I like Friday more I, I like Friday more than most things yeah. it just has a kind of it doesn't ask anything of you you know yeah it's not like this is gonna be a number one pop song this it's is just, true like you know. It was a pet project for Rebecca. Like her yeah. parents bought her this as a gift, I presume. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, just accidentally brilliant. Exactly. The dude who produced it, or the the guy who does yeah. the rapping, he's a really interesting person. He's a weird dude. He's a really weird he's, dude. Because Friday is the best song he's ever written. Yeah, 
Yeah, I've heard he... the bad ones are like, ugh. Yeah, because that's basically like he's tried to do it a few times, like like get someone young and like yeah. make them into this thing. But it's like most people really didn't like Friday, and they were making fun <laughs> of Rebecca Black. Yeah, and like I said previous, like about an hour ago, like good on Katy Perry for trying to keep this girl relevant. Yeah. It was a nice thing to, to do for her yeah. at the time, actually, I would say. Yeah, like, she didn't need to do it. She could have just filled that spot with someone way more famous, but... Yeah. I think in Rebecca's defence, like, she also did a very good job of just... Rolling with the punches? Yeah. Yeah, like, she didn't sort of double down on her efforts. She was just kind of like, yep. Because wasn't her next song Saturday? No. Her <laughs> next song was My Moment, said Merrifield. Yes. Ah. This is my moment. My moment. Well, and think... then she did Person of Interest. Then there were a few others. Saturday was like a couple years later when she like emerged from... She was like old enough to laugh at herself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she always struck me as like a very wholesome sort of... I say musician. <laughs> individual. Yeah. Cool. Good on you. Well, she is Canadian, so... Oh, what? No. Rebecca Black is Canadian, isn't she? No, I think she's from California. Really? Yeah. Well, Ar- Arc Music Factory. Very LA. Very California. It's where the showbiz kids are, man. American. Oh, okay. I don't know why I thought yeah. she was Canadian. Um, but yeah, I just... I, I remember watching a thing on the guy who produced the song. Patrice Wilson. Patrice Wilson. He... AKA Fat Usher. <laughs> <laughs> and he just... Yeah, like doing the whole like trying to make more stars. That didn't work. And then he was like... He just had this weird Twitter account. Like, he was just putting mm. stuff up that was just... It was, like, really weird and kind of unsettling almost. Yeah. Yeah. There was um, there was a girl called Alison Gold who did a song called Chinese Food. Which, oh, no. very questionable. Fun, but questionable. Oof. And then the sequel to that was called, like, ABC or something. And that got real weird and mm. uncomfortable, so... Mm. Yeah. Sick. Does Another... he show up in each of them and rap? In Chinese Food... He emerges from a panda costume oh. in order to do the rap. He had this thing like he, he was like it was like a countdown, and it was like and then like what it ended up being was like it was just a camera facing a shower and like a shower curtain, <laughs> and that was just and that went for ages. And, wow! And I think it was like a trailer for like some horror movie he was either in or was like attached to or something. It was just. Wow. Yeah, he's a weird dude. Yeah. Sorry, I'm blacked out for a moment there. Who are we talking about? Patrice Wilson. The well, did he produce Friday? Right. Yeah, he wrote and produced it. Yeah, wrote and produced Friday. And he's also in. There's like the bit where like he's completely separate from everyone else, and he's driving in a car and he's rapping. Cool. It's because um they're supposed to get a a school bus for the shoot because um. The, the Luke's go, you know, sit in the front seat and the back seat, which they want to take. But that doesn't, like, mean anything when you're in a car. No. So in the video, they couldn't actually, like, hire a school bus. So that's why they have, like, the 13-year-old kid driving the car. <laughs> and hence Patrice Wilson, who's supposed to be the school bus driver, is, like, in a separate car. <laughs> True story. But, like, it just makes no sense why this, like, random... You know, yeah. 35-year-old man is now that's, just in the the film group rapping. That's the joy of it to me, because Friday is like... It's both a terrible pop song and, like, an incredible pop song. It just, like, illuminates the artifice 
behind every pop song because it's like yeah. why does anyone have a guest first in any song that is true yeah that's kind of it, it, to go back to Snoop Dogg it's kind of like Snoop yeah. Dogg like why is he in these things yeah. yeah why why is he there and my brother was like did you know he's only 48 <laughs> yeah. he looks much older he, he is so good in the beach bum um, oh. The Harmony Korean movie that came out this year. Oh, oh sick. okay. Um, he kind of just plays himself, but oh my god. Well, even just as Huggy Bear in Starskin Hutch, like yeah. he's so uh, good. Like my favorite um, <sighs> Snoop Dogg performance is Todd. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Todd? He goes whiteface, mm, <laughs> and it's like it's brilliant. It's for like this this fake like I'm white people white people like dating site. It's called White Guys Connect, and he's just like <laughs> going around with like. Like the full like white makeup, like a David Spade wig. Oh my god! And it's just like he's like, oh hey baby, hey baby, it's Todd. I like to do spoken word, and I like to go frisbee golfing, and I like to go luging, and I'm white. White guys connect. It's so mm. brilliant. Wow. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So uh, we'll get when we get him on the pod. We'll get you in on it as well. <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to get Rebecca Black on the pod. <coughs> Mm. I'm just looking at her Twitter feed and I I can relate 13th of October this drink is strong but I am stronger aww bless her <laughs> what a legend do we does, do we ever do Friday I don't know I'd be very disappointed I, if we I don't. assumed no and that's why I like yeah yeah wanted to do a bit more of a deeper dive so yeah but if yeah. we do manage to get her on the pod we'll loop you in obviously yeah it's only fair that I return the favour after you gave me Patrick aww so what a time Richard thank you again thank for coming and you both um no thank you both so yeah we love having you on we are so excited to hear what you are up to next with L. on that note what would you like to plug a stream if you're not the one by L on your digital audio platform of choice. Amazing. We will I... be circulating it accordingly once it's out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Send any fan mail to us. We can forward it on to Richard. Cool. I just have to ask, have you been working on Sound of the Sickness, though? Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's Maybe. a no. I want to look up Disturbed on remixpacks.ru. And uh, see if the stems are there. Is .ru Russia? Yes. <laughs> it's great because like it can never Duh. really get taken down. Mm. It's like literally a treasure trove of like... Not every stem imaginable, but a lot of them. Like cool. I got um, uh, one for Shake It Off that had like 50 tracks or something separated. Shit. Someone leaked some Linkin Park ones that were like 120 tracks. Wow. So it's, um, it's fascinating. So is learn that... a, You learn a lot. Is that someone like going through and like essentially like stripping back the music to stems or like are they? It's it's usually from... an export of the original like session. Wow. So the way those get leaked is like, um, I mean, often the producers will do it themselves or yeah. someone involved. So yeah, yeah. excellent. So well, cool. Until next time. Yes. And for you, dear listener, next week mm-hmm. we are doing. Guns N' Roses, My Michelle, is covered by AFI. Quick, yeah. any thoughts on both those bands? A song I like, a band I like but have never gotten as into as I should in AFI. Yeah. What about Guns N' Roses? Um, loved them, like, 
10 years ago. Yeah. Don't relate to them as much now, but, you know, I respect the ambition. Chinese Democracy, weirdly interesting album. They're Motley Crue if Motley Crue was good. Exactly. Yeah. So cool. 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 Thanks for listening. Bye. See you next Friday. Bye. Uh... (laughs) Bye.